0: Welcome back to Even More News, the first and only news podcast. My name is Katie Stoll. That's right, it is.
1: Welcome, welcome, welcome to, to, to the thing, thing, thing that Katie, Katie, Katie just said, said, said. We have cars racing, racing, racing around the track. Hi, I'm Cody. I don't know what's going on.
0: (laughs) I do feel like you've done that before.
1: I know that I have. (laughs) It's
0: like... Maybe we should take suggestions for opening the show. You know what? No. Take it back. We're not Absolutely doing that. Not. Oh, no guests today, but Jonathan's here and we love it.
2: I'm always here. I always love it.
0: Well, except for those
2: Except for when you were gone.
0: Months you left us for your
2: You're growing baby. a child.
0: I loved your that. Cute child.
2: Too. I listened to the episodes. Oh, he was here <laughs> the whole time. Over a span he of 5 days, I listened to all the episodes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. So, yeah, holidays. We oh have gosh, them. Holidays. we always do. Happy July 4th 6th. of
1: July. Happy Oh, yeah, that happened. The day You know that what? That Before
0: happened. we talk about holidays, I just want to say, well, this is regarding holidays. Oh, so but we're talking about the real ones, to- the heavy the heavy hitters, you know, mm. the the holidays that we
1: The big boys, the uh that
0: get that suck up all the holiday attention. I don't think they should happen midweek. <laughs> I don't sure. think it should be where you work a day and then you have a, a day off. I,
1: what do you suggest is the solution, though? Because the date... All holidays are on,
0: just, I know. I mean, it's right there in the name of the right. of the. It says, it's, it holiday. says the It's the 4th and of it's July. Change, it's right. like, but this year, the 4th it's of July. It's not like the
1: Sunday of July. It's not, you know...
0: This year, our national holiday for the 4th is july 7th whatever however it works i'm not gonna die on that hill so so you
1: just think just like rebrand like no fourth of july we're not saying the date it's independence day and it happens to be every sunday uh first sunday of july or something like that well
0: i guess maybe we should just get rid of fourth of july altogether it's not my fave
1: okay well next year it's on thursday sorry to say
0: also, unfortunate. Although people could take Friday off of work, I guess people tend to do that in summers. We'll have and, to know. record
2: on Wednesday. I'm already thinking ahead. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. No, let's cross I'm that bridge be, when we I'm get to be it. But right
0: all week. now, let's talk about National Umbrella Cover Day. July.
1: Oh, good. Okay, this I will be taking off for oh, as
0: well. I don't have much to say about this weird holiday um you know i have a i can't put my um i i inherited uh an umbrella with the house when i moved in uh the previous owner was like do you want to buy this table and umbrella set for this for like two grand and i was like table "Mm -hmm." and
1: umbrella set
0: yeah like a beautiful restoration hardware table and this gorgeous like wonderful high quality umbrella and um
1: but it was a package deal. Arm like they... that
0: she she was offering it to me, and I was like, "No, <laughs> I'm not gonna. I you've you've got all my money already. I can't afford it." And she was like, "Well, it's too heavy to move, so I'm gonna leave it for you, and you can pay me when you can." And I was like, "Cool, I'm not gonna pay you for it, but I'm happy to let it sit right where it is." Yeah. So I have this. I inherited this umbrella, but I can't get the cover on it. Anyway, that was a lot of story for just that. Like hey, a
1: patio of- umbrella, not like a rain umbrella.
0: No, I thought we were talking about patio furniture.
1: <laughs> I see that <laughs> but now. now I,
0: but now I see that that's not what it is at all. But why would you put a cover over your normal umbrella? Who does that? Are you guys taking your umbrellas and putting them into a little cover when you store it? I just That's close what this them- holiday
2: is all about.
0: Is oh, those
1: wow. Covers. covers for rain umbrellas?
0: Should I... Cut all of that?
2: No, I think it's interesting because <laughs> obviously patio table umbrellas have covers, and I think that counts because this day covers it does. all kinds of it's umbrella all covers. Yeah, it
0: is interesting how both of your brains went to one place and mine went to another. Well,
1: you just had a recent experience with an umbrella and an umbrella cover, right?
0: Well, also I don't know anybody who puts their umbrellas back in that little case it comes in. Sure. Uh, uh, do you, Jonathan? You're the person that might yeah.
2: small umbrellas. Wh- wait, why would I? Because <laughs> you're organized. That's true. Uh, large umbrellas, no. Small umbrellas, yes. I put back in the cover. When Same.
0: The- wow. Why small umbrellas?
2: Yeah,
1: because that's what it's for. It's what it comes yeah. in. You put it a little. I just. In a little it's sleeve. also
0: got a little. It's also got a little strap. You can just wrap. Yeah, around you do the it. strap
1: in order to fit it into the umbrella cover. You got.
0: Yeah, wrap but it why? Just then you put it in. Why? Why? It's a
1: little slip. Where's where it goes.
2: I do need Storage. to mention that I emailed and con- and connected with the creator of this holiday. Wow. Yes. I had a hard time finding the origin of National Umbrella Cover Day. I found it on a few different websites, um, and one of them linked to something called the Umbrella Cover Museum on Peaks Island, Maine, mm. and their website did not mention this holiday, but it a museum
0: mention, full of everyone's discarded umbrella covers because no one uses them.
2: Well, they set the world record for most umbrella covers in a single location on mm-hmm. July 7th, 2012. And wow. I thought, well, July 7th, that's very close to July 6th. Uh-huh. So I yeah. emailed Nancy 3 Hoffman, who is the founder and creator of the Umbrella Cover Museum. And she did confirm that she created the holiday by emailing daysoftheyear.com since they had the most official seeming set of days, mm-hmm. and they agreed to create the holiday, I do not why July sixth instead of July seventh was selected. I decided to, you know, based on prior experience, <laughs> leave the creator of the holiday alone. Sure, after sure, yeah, the information you got. I'm but sorry. she was delightful and nice. And if you're in Portland, Maine, and you want to take the ferry to Peaks Island, you should go to the Umbrella Cover Museum there.
0: Cute, find all those discarded umbrella covers at that museum.
2: Maybe, uh, Wait, it's I'm on sorry, the sorry, is
0: her middle name three? The yes. number
2: three, her middle name is the number, or her oh. middle initial is the number three.
1: No follow up question again. I, yeah, I didn't get uh. into it. Well, that's uh, fine. I, I, I think maybe they uh chose July 6th, probably because. Uh, They didn't want to step on the toes of July 7th holiday, which we're now getting into, which is...
0: National Day of Rock and Roll. Oh, yeah. I'd say every day is National Day of Rock and Roll. You would say that. I don't have much to say about this holiday. No
2: comment. (laughs) Go rock and roll. Music's good. Um, Okay. There is something we have to say about this holiday. I'm sorry. Oh, Um, okay. I was researching this. Uh, There is a mini music festival taking place on July 7th at oh. Backstage Bar in Billiards uh, to celebrate National Day of Rock and Roll. This day was created by a woman named Christina Alexander in 2020. I don't know why, um, but on the website for the mini event, uh, she wrote, July 7th is the designated National Day for Rock and Roll. I bought the rights to it on a crazy impulse in 2020 with no explanation about what it means to buy the rights to, to a holiday. A yeah. holiday.
1: Wait, do we owe people money for saying National Day of Rock and Roll? I don't know. Dang. We'll cut this out. Oh my gosh. National Day of Bleep. bleep Yeah. All right. Well
0: Interesting. Go listen Um, to
1: any type of music today, I guess, because we can't legally
2: recommend (laughs) if you put on Queens of the Stone Age today, it'll cost you Mm. like thirty dollars. Or on yeah, on Spotify terms a couple of couple of halves of pennies.
0: Okay, we're going to take a quick ad break right now.
1: Did you know that the Founding Fathers were actually ducks? Can't learn that in your fancy books or really anywhere, but it's true. And those ducks fought for our freedom. Freedoms such as the freedom to not have ISPs steal and sell your data. That's why we have ExpressVPN to honor the ducks. Express VPN hides your IP address so that tech companies can't steal and sell your data. Not data the Star Trek character, but data as in information. I don't know why you thought it was the Star Trek robot. What a silly thing to think. Keep up, okay? Look, listen here, duck. ExpressVPN encrypts all of your network data to protect you from eavesdroppers and other cybercriminals lurking around in your computer pipes. They ooze through those pipes like a data-stealing syrup. Oh, snap, did I mention that ExpressVPN is easy to use? And works on all your devices? That's Ducky Delightful. So come on now! Visit expressvpn.com/morenews to get three extra months free. That's expressvpn.com/more news. Again, expressvpn.com/more news. Quack, quack! says George Washington.) <laughs> welcome back happy national day of taking ad breaks to you and yours we celebrate it wholeheartedly every thursday and friday thursday we record friday you listen um so we had a new video come out this week we're gonna start uh probably like talking about them semi-regularly maybe every week um is like reacting to the reaction to the video any sort of uh Critiques or suggestions or nice things people say, maybe a mean thing somebody says, um, but just sort of uh, engaging with feedback. Um, maybe we left something out. Maybe we put something in that didn't need to be there and so on and so forth. Um, this week is Katie Stoll's first episode hosting um, without a warm bow, without a Cody. Um, and Katie, you've been working on this episode for a long time.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: and uh, do you? Uh, how do you feel about it? It turned out great. I feel
0: uh, pretty good about it. I have felt sick about it for a long time. I know. Um, nervous. Um, looking for excuses to pass the buck down the, f- pass the. Bu- I don't know. Delay its release. X Y Z. All that. Um, so I'm glad that it's out. I'm. Um, I'm pretty touched by the response. Uh, I definitely was expecting a lot of pushback because if you guys haven 't seen the video, this is um a- about our cultural obsession with weight uh, and how it w- we equate your weight to your health and all the bullshit reasons why and how social media affects it and how it leads to all sorts of health consequences for all of us. And um, I was really blown away by the amount of people sharing their stories by in the comment section. Um, it felt like shockingly positive. And um, honestly, I've spent a lot of yesterday crying, reading your stories. So thank you to everybody who's who's reached out and shared. And um, oh, it feels pretty good to have it done um, there. There it's interesting uh this script originally was like 32 pages uh which is on par with our jordan peterson video
1: style and
0: is absolutely unacceptable for my first video <laughs> and we you know i think we got it down to a good place but there is so much for this topic there are so many different avenues and things to unpack and uh so i encourage you all to you know keep looking into it keep for yourself and doing your own research because there's a lot to learn. And um,
2: What's one thing um, that got cut that you wished there had been room for?
0: I think a lot of the cuts are probably for the best, or definitely for the best because it's in a good place. But uh, there's one thing that I did not uh, put back in or put in, which was uh, a couple months ago, Megan Fox uh came forward sharing that she has struggled with body dysmorphia for her entire life and uh which is surprising of course probably for people uh because she is an incredibly beautiful person and uh the pushback online was really disgusting it was all oh please give me a fucking break She's incredibly privileged and hot, and uh, she just wants attention, X, Y, Z. The whole point is that you can be shocked and surprised by how this affects everybody, that you can't look at somebody at the surface and know what they're going through or know how this stuff has affected them. So that was something that I had wanted to include. Um, but yeah, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean yeah there's always there's only so much you can fit in, um, especially yeah big like br- more you know broader topics and,
0: well there's there's also just certain things that you know you know there were lots of different comments that people had like, I hope you say this fact or this study or this is actually what's important for nutrition, and ultimately, I didn't want to be giving any kind of advice because everybody's is – work differently, and have different needs. So there was like a segment about that specifically. But again, this isn't about nutrition advice. This isn't about any of that. This is about, you know, taking a step back from feeling the need to be like other people.
2: I think people would be surprised at how frequently things get cut, either because it breaks up the pacing of what we have in the show, or this is a really fun tangent, but it's part of a different episode. Or that sometimes things like that get incorporated into other episodes. It's not like Mm -hmm. these scripts get you know slashed apart, but like shortly before shooting. But there are often things that are like the writer's baby that is like, um, it just doesn't fit in here for uh, whatever. Yeah,
1: it can be tough uh, sometimes to yeah get rid of stuff that like. Maybe it wasn't like the impetus for the episode, but like something that was like you really focused on like I really want to say this and yeah, it breaks up the pacing or like we had um, even the AI episode we did recently. Uh, there was an entire section, a few pages on like self-driving cars um, and we were just like ah, it doesn't there's other stuff this episode's about and originally we were like, oh, yeah, we'll do like a self-driving car section um, and now it's going to be a whole other episode. Um, but, yeah,
0: exactly. Uh,
1: Yeah, can't fit everything in in an hour and 10 minutes, you know?
0: And I didn't want to make it a three hour video.
1: (laughs) We're open to it. (laughs) As you know. No, just
0: we could just do three videos with slightly different theses. Mm. Okay, we should talk about the news. News, news. What's going on in it? Lots, turns out. Uh And today we're going to start off by talking about how, woof, it's hot out there, huh, folks? Yikes, really turning up the dial in that climate change situation. Monday was the hottest day ever recorded on Earth, y'all. Until Tuesday, that is.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, poor Monday. <laughs> it had oh, uh, such a bright future.
0: Things are definitely a change in. uh Jonathan, do you want to walk us through some of these?
2: Yeah, things definitely... S- seem to be escalating and i want to couch this in the knowledge that it's also an el nino year sure um, which means even as bad as this year is it may be an anomaly but it could also be things are escalating to a point where they will be permanently now um so you already mentioned that several days broke the the hottest day on record days unofficially of course uh june 2023 was the hottest month on record going back either decades or over 100 years depending on the record you're looking at Uh, global sea ice has dropped by more than a million square kilometers below the previous low which i'm told is a lot of square kilometers um it's the worst canadian wildfire season on record uh the number of wet bulb temperature days across the u.s are are going up, and the sunbelt in particular from Texas to Florida. It it looks like summers there could get very, very rough for the foreseeable future, um, instigating a lot of adaptation. Uh, And the World Health Organization says that 1.4 million deaths per year in Europe can be attributed to climate change and pollution.
0: Does everyone have houses they can go into with AC?
2: No. They do do not. Did
0: we fix that? Oh, shoot. No, we can't
1: fix that we're we're cooked folks uh i i somebody was sharing this article about uh hottest day in decades and maybe centuries and uh the global the global temperature average was 62.9 degrees fahrenheit and there were just so many people commenting like but it was what are you talking about it was like 70 in florida or like what do you mean it was like 58 here and it's just uh I just worry about scientific literacy it. and general liter- yes. literacy and just uh, like and who's like being like honest and who's like a bot and it's just it's impossible anymore and it just bums me out it's to so- see uh, people like we're get we're getting gonna get another phase of the well it's actually like extremely cold take that global warming stuff and it's just very obnoxious.
0: Oh, um, yeah, I got a lot of that over the winter. I can tell you.
1: Really? Where you are?
0: I mean, not a lot of it. Uh, that actually seems to be something. There's plenty of people that everyone knows, understands that the climate is changing. I think that the main argument is that the climate right now that I'm hearing is the climate's always changing. Uh, mm. It's always changed. So, it, it, and To it's what wild. degree? For what to reasons? What
1: like, what... that's frustrating and so
0: i it is frustrating but sure if you want to say that what i want people to agree with is that we should do something that we should you know uh be investing in this but uh, i want people to be uh, investing in infrastructure i want us to be solving some social problems so that we are prepared when disasters come and you would think that that could be seen as job creation you would think that that could be seen as an opportunity to strengthen america there's so many different ways you can you can look at this problem (laughs) i just need you to do it um but it is it is uh a frustrating
1: yeah do you get um any of that uh i it ebbs and flows because like also there's this um this sort of climate change denial path sort of thing and like you're saying like well they're saying like climate always changes. You know, five years ago is it like it's not changing or like it is or it's not, but if it was, it's okay. And then well it's actually uh it's changing, but it's not our fault. And like there are all these sort of steps uh of pulling, you know, a good portion of the country to just accepting that it's happening. Do you get? Have you heard anybody make the claim? Because I see this a lot again nowadays. Uh, a lot of blue check accounts um, that scientists made up the term climate change because of like weather changing. We're like, oh well, it's cold, so the term global warming wasn't working for them, so they changed it to climate change because uh, people I haven't had haven't that, heard that. But
0: to be honest, I haven't had that many in-depth conversations about it. Cause I think that that's something probably because that's a more tenuous argument for them at this point, you know, mm. I, it's more like eye rolling and it was a quite, but I, I'll find out. I'll go. Oh, just, I'll I'm just curious
1: to uh, because w- I see it online a lot. And it's one of the easiest things in the world to debunk aside from the fact that like they've scientists talked about climate change for decades and decades and decades and use that term. Um, but it was like in the zeitgeist, it was a, choice by the republican party after a focus group by frank lutz uh who found out well global warming is like scary to people so we should use climate change so it doesn't seem as scary um so we don't do anything about it um and i've never seen somebody hear that information and react to it because they're oh. just going to ignore it on twitter and i'm just curious i'm what excited what that would be. to I'm excited I, I, i've you. heard this
0: story before we've talked about this before yeah, yeah, yeah. nice but i um Certainly, we'll be bringing that out at the appropriate time. Um, I'm sure which will present itself this summer. Lynn. Please
1: do apologies uh, to our audience who I've def- I've definitely brought that up before, and I will
2: continue to no, bring it up an- um, forever. It's frustrating because we thought that at a certain point, once things became undeniable, like oh, we'll all get on the same page once it's too late, and now we're confronting the fact that we won't all get on the same page. Like, we're going to be in an era, we already are in an era, but it's going to be more of an era of climate-influenced mass migration. And then that's going to be the Mm -hmm. political issue of all of these, you know, we're seeing it in Europe of people complaining about, oh, we're being invaded and all this stuff. And we just, we skip the conversation about climate change or doing anything about it and get right to the racism. Uh Uh, And that's going to be the next 30 years. Meanwhile, there are tens of millions of people living in, you know, sun-scorched places that are going to become very hard to inhabit, and we're going to be right to adaptation in Texas, and Louisiana, without any acknowledgement that—not that it would help, right? Not that it would help to have it acknowledged of who was right the entire time. Right, right. well, but, I mean, it might to a degree because, well,
1: it won't. But like, you know, the idea of being like, well, yeah, we we're right. So maybe like, listen to like now, like what we do now. Right. It but would help if it inspired action. Right. But it's, yeah, it's going to skip the actually talking about the problem part and kind of go straight to like, yes, the racism and also just the like, well, it's happening. So we can't. So what are we going to do? Like, they're already sort of in that mode of, like, yeah, maybe it's happening, but, like, there's nothing to be done, and uh, we won't mitigate it because it's already, like, it's already happened. Um, and then it's interesting, the, the mass migration thing, too, because it's one of those things where, like, yeah, look at all the, like, in other uh, uh, areas of uh, mass migration that we also demonize and, like, reject and... Um, Like we're, we're good, really good at like causing problems in other parts of the world and then rejecting people, uh, from entering our country when they're fleeing the problems that we created. Um, and, uh, climate change is just another one of those. It's interesting. It's not good or funny or anything. It's just like, oh yeah, we, it's not the first
2: time, uh, we like doing that. This was the first week when I saw scientists talk legitimately about, well, we're not, it looks like we're not ending our reliance on fossil fuels. That's just not happening. So maybe this sunshade in space is going to be something that helps. Maybe solar radiation management. It's gotten to that point where... We're looking at ideas that once would have been considered science fiction, and now we talked about this earlier this week with Dave, like, well, hopefully one of these things can bail us out. Mm -hmm. Um, And I saw a Newsmax clip that was like, Biden wants to block out the sun now, and it just was so deflating. (laughs) Like, we're just going to do this. Even Even if scientists figure something out, something that saves all of our necks.
0: It does feel like people, the powers that be... The corporations that run our country know what's up. They don't care. Right now, ratings—it's so tribe. Everything's tribal. Burn it to the ground and make as much money as possible. I always come back to that clip of um, it's like the pilot of Succession. Alan Ruck's character is talking to a kid, holding up a bottle of water, saying, "Sweetie, this is going to be the future. Everybody's Mm. going to want this, but so we have it. You know, whatever it is." explaining charging money for water and you're like yeah they know
1: yeah oh yeah they all know um yeah they're making their little bunkers and but but meanwhile making the the number go up
0: people at home that's what's frustrating is you know so many people uh that watch fox news or newsmax and all these places you know they're want to be anti-establishment you know uh feel like you can't trust what they do trust is completely wrong i'm preaching to the choir here it's like you don't understand that you're you're spouting off propaganda just like you think the right, the left is you know oh yeah
1: it's um it's you know not maybe not every case but it, usually the case where it's like yeah oh, i'm so anti-establishment and i think climate change is fake and everything the companies are doing uh, like we yeah it's just a, it's a funny mix of like helping
2: companies that are destroying the planet um but posturing you're as helping if you... them yeah elon has gone not so far as to say like i don't believe in climate change anymore he's done his like i actually think that the population crisis is a bigger deal than climate change he's just downplaying. What he's getting closer and thing. closer mm-hmm. um it's interesting to
1: watch i wonder if he'll ever actually like say it or if he'll just like dance around it I feel like there's uh, a lot of opinions he has that are sort of based on like will the blue checks still like me? Like will will I yeah. have an audience that likes me still? Testing it out. Um yeah, because he he was so all in on climate change being a thing that should be we can should be concerned about. That's literally why he has a couple of his companies um and now just sort of like slowly getting closer to being like actually it's no big deal and maybe Yeah. maybe not happening uh maybe we shouldn't do anything i don't know it's uh, it
0: feels very transparent how he's going his transition how he's going about i will say that i think that a lot of average citizens maybe just don't want to feel guilty about living their life maybe just don't f- feel powerless and will accept it and they hear like this might not be so bad and they're like yes great yeah. i want to trust that you know i think that it's been a lot
1: Well, it's like a lot of campaigning of like uh, on the idea that it is on an individual level and Uh people you shouldn't you shouldn't feel guilty about living your life unless you're like a fucking billionaire and your life is destroying the planet um, and exploiting people and uh, siphoning off resources uh, for your massive horde of wealth. Um, But everyday people have been sort of conditioned to feel like they have to feel guilty and so work, you know, our brains work really hard to reject those kind of feelings.
2: And, so and people definitely works, feel you know. powerless. Every news organization in the country knows that you have to report on climate stuff that's happening. And they also know that it's a ratings killer. Mm-hmm. So it's we got to yes. get away from it. We have to talk about it because it's really bad and it's happening. But we can't stay on it because people because. tune out. Because it's like, well, even even, you know, here... Like, what? it's like, okay, what do you want us to do? We talk about this every so often. And, you know, media organizations have to think of ways to keep people engaged, right? So the line goes up. Right, but right, exactly. This is, but, you know. For- and then it's
1: a lot of spinning wheels and stuff. Like, you know, like the the global warming climate change little factoids. Like, yeah, talk about – We it's all a lot of talking in circles and just sort of commiserating. Like, yeah, it's awful, right?
0: Yeah,
2: fast apocalypse, great for ratings. Slow apocalypse – terrible.
1: Yeah, very, very, very bad. The number, the number line goes down.
0: Okay, let's take a break. You know, the butt is the foundation of the body. Ever tried doing something without your butt? You can't. It's literally impossible. Our butts are also, scientifically speaking, disgusting. But we need them. So maybe it's time to clean your butt better with the Hello Tushy Bidet. Hello Tushy Bidet cleans your bum two times better than wiping and prevents boo particles from spreading to your hands and everything you touch. Because your butt is disgusting. But we need your butt. All of us. We all, we need your butt. Hello Tushy doesn't require any additional plumbing or electricity to install. It just attaches on your butt chair. It comes with a 60-day risk-free guarantee and a 12-month warranty. That's probably why it has over 100,000 five-star reviews. It's time to hose down your disgusting butt. Because we all love and need your butt, Okay. So go to hellotushy.com forward slash more news and use promo code more news to get 10% off plus free shipping on your first bidet order. That's hellotushy.com slash more news for 10% off. Your butt is our only hope. We're back from the ads. Those ads were fun and good, but guess what? No more ads for the rest of the show. News, though. We got news for you. The news
1: don't stop. The ads do and did. Can't
0: stop. Won't Stop. Please stop.
1: No. What's going on in the news?
0: French. We talk about the... Oh, the French.
2: <laughs> Vintage? Dated? The news has always been admired for its excellence.
0: <laughs> Jonathan's going to walk us through this story. I would just wanted to start by saying I wanted to talk... There's lots of reasons that we can talk about this and the parallels of the United States, but I've been so frustrated... With the online discourse around this, so frustrated by what Twitter blue checks are saying and what's rising to the surface between what is actually happening. So, Jonathan, what's actually happening? We'll get
1: to that. Yeah, we. Yeah, uh, we will. Our listeners don't know what we're talking about because all I did was say, ah, the French. (laughs) So maybe, maybe uh, tuned in folks will know what we're getting to.
2: Uh, So there have been mass protests going on in France uh, after a 17-year-old was shot and killed by a police officer in a suburb of Paris on June 27th. Um, You know, this is a a shooting that everyone agrees was horrible. Um, I'm sure there are some people online defending it, but a president, uh, Emmanuel Macron said it was inexcusable and unforgivable. The police initially said the driver of the vehicle was in a position to run over police, but video then spread on social media showing that the vehicle being pursued was not in a position to threaten officers. Um, Nevertheless, the protests have been intense. There have been 45,000 French police deployed to quell the protests. They've arrested more than 2,000 people, uh, and 30% of all the protesters are under the age of 18. Um, While there has been some looting and fires reported on public roads, there have also been a lot of complete fabrications spreading on social media, um, likely in the hopes that it will make the protest movement uh seem like the problem and not the police um and if you're if you're on social media any platform you've probably seen some of these um there's a blue check account on twitter called i am yes you are no they've uh shared a video of a fire or a photo of a fire near the eiffel tower with the caption france is no longer france Uh, but that photo comes from seven years ago uh, when people were trying to get into a closed-off viewing area of the Euro 2016 soccer final. Uh, There's been footage from uh, the fate of the furious of cars flying off a car park um, that people have said are from the current protests. Uh, There's been a, a truly staggering amount of misinformation that has been hard to keep up with, and the intent, of course, is to demonized protesters um, and particularly um, people of color. In France, uh, the, the teenager killed was of uh, a French person of Algerian descent. Um, and in France, young men perceived to be black or Arab are 20 times as likely as their peers to be stopped by police.
0: The online conversation and just the absolute hatred about being spewed and the blame being cast on migrants and, you know, and just absolute racist bullshit. Um And app very, very, very pushback from accounts <laughs> underneath it. Like, I mean, it's just, it's just so misrepresenting what's happening and what the problem or what's the issue. There's barely any, anyway, go ahead, Cody.
1: Oh, I mean, I, yeah, I, don't disagree i think it's a uh, uh hard harder now to get accurate information and it's harder to push back on inaccurate information um that soccer photo or video you mentioned um it has a community note on it now that explains what it's from but i assume that that community note showed up like 24 hours after the tweet got you know Hundred thousand, hundred thousands of thousands of views and stuff. Like, it takes a long time. Uh, And then you look at the top replies of this uh, blue-checked I am yes, you are no account. Uh, Top replies, all blue-checks. My whole life I kept saying, we can't let America turn into Europe. Because look, another person, kind of interesting, they invaded a country without a single tank. It's just all this stuff. It's like people agreeing. Yeah. They're like, yeah, this is definitely what happened and look how bad it is. But there's also one... Um there's one person that was after a soccer game, not now, but could happen.
0: There we are. <laughs> Very
1: helpful. Um this community crypt- note added context. <laughs> yeah, a crypto account of course. So yeah, it's just, it's just um frustrating and absurd cuz also so many of these uh accounts like know that it's dishonest um, right and even so like this account embedded the video from another person's tweet uh paris republic square france has fallen uh that's what i was gonna say
0: france has fallen was just trending for a couple days
1: yeah um and i think i feel like this person this original poster knows that it's full of shit because they ripped the video from somewhere they got the video from somewhere um it's not it because they uploaded it but then the tweet that we're talking about embedded this video. So I feel like it's just like these credulous blue checks, like, oh, I saw a video. It's this. And then they help boost it even more because, again, money reasons. Um, So it's just a a hellhole.
0: Yeah, it sure is. But boy, this has been said before, but I'll say it again. France sure knows how to do it, right? Oh, the French. Oh, the French.
2: It does feel like... I, I know there are people in the United States right now, uh, in Atlanta specifically, um, taking to the streets with intense action, um, it does feel like France has the energy to do this every few months. Mm-hmm. And we do not. Oh, yeah. They go um, for they it. Don't. Because a they few follow months through. ago, yeah, there were huge protests uh, over Macron raising the retirement yeah. age. And it feels like The United States, for whatever reason, needs like five to 10 years of decompression time Um, because some truly awful police killings have happened in this country. Yes. Since George Floyd. And I'm I'm not even criticizing. I haven't been out in the streets since the summer of 2020. It just feels like there's this collective exhaustion.
0: The difference between us and them, I like. There is something baked into French culture at this point. I think they, there's people I can speak to this much more articulately than me. But it, they do it. They show up. They are very um, forceful with their, you know with their voices there they you would think that that would also be a part of the american ideology you would think that we also would want to protect our freedoms and our democracy and our rights but well we do we just is
1: different we disagree on what those things mean right there's no consensus anymore about what any of these words mean or what represents uh freedom or uh so, you know, half the country protests and the other half is like, you idiots, you don't believe in anything. And the other half protests for something else and, and the other half I is like, what are you doing?
0: would have to assume that that's also true in France. <laughs>
2: sure. <laughs> that
0: there are different perspectives, but yeah.
2: I do think the French have a social safety net that allows them yes. the mental space to care about things. Again, that's not an excuse, but I think... Thirty-five <laughs> hour work weeks probably help you have the capacity to get really passionate about your society and want to take true. action. For and the there time. is a collective exhaustion in this country because of how the, the the cost of living, how much everyone works. Everyone That's wants a, things to be different, but
0: really good point. I mean, if you are not worried about losing your health care, also ah,
1: the news vintage dated look. Um, it's impossible to, uh, really keep up with current events. It's not true. It's very possible. There are resources. (laughs) It's difficult on
0: Twitter, though. It's
1: difficult on Twitter, specifically. Um, and it's been like that for a while. Um, and we've talked about it before. And it's just... It's just something I think we have to accept. Of like, you know, how it used to be like a really good source of information, and like knowing, like, oh, this person is who they say they are. Look at this journalist; is on they're on the ground, and I know who they are. Um, I think those days are just gone, <laughs> and I don't think there's going to be a solid replacement necessarily, at least for a long time. And uh, where like everybody is, and uh, that's just a bummer. I'll just say. They're all in
0: a cage match right now. It's going to figure itself out, but kind of first, this Titanic has to finish sinking.
1: Well, yeah. So it's not like, it's like, it's not gone. It's still there. still there every day, but it's just, it's lost all of its juice. Um, and Literally. It's, running on, it's running on fumes and $8 check marks um, to keep the lights and on. And here we are. Because they're not our paying their limit. bills to keep the lights on. And. Uh exactly you're re- reaching so, your fucking limit of uh, tweets you get to see. We should talk
0: about what's been going on. Twitter's wild weekend. Right to give some context.
1: Yeah.
2: Twitter's on a, on a on a yeah, tear. Yeah, tell
0: us. Catch us up, Jonathan.
2: Well, the two big things that happened late last week and over the weekend is Twitter began to block unregistered users from seeing tweets and the other thing was that people who were logged in uh, were limited in the number of tweets they were allowed to see each day. Uh, and Elon Musk's official reason for this was to address, quote, extreme levels of data scraping and system manipulation. The real reason was almost certainly the fact that uh, Twitter did not pay its Google Cloud bill and had trouble keeping its infrastructure up and had to limit people <laughs> literally using the website.
1: Mm. Wow, what an interesting timeline! Of, did you guys uh, exceed your rate thing. limit thing? I did briefly, but then they upped it again. Uh,
0: you can have some of mine. I'm barely using it.
1: That's okay. I don't want it. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's uh, it's the it's one of those ta- tales as old as time where he makes a claim, and then it's very obvious what the real reason is, and then just moving on, just the liar lying. <laughs> More and more. Okay, so
0: he began to block users. Then what happened?
1: Well, they quietly reversed that um, days (laughs) later. Uh, There's no longer the login requirement. I also – I just find it – it's certainly frustrating. Um, This guy sucks so much. Uh, He doesn't – it's – there's this sort of promise of a figure like him and uh, promise that he uh, wanted people to buy into – one that he wanted to present himself as. Obviously there's like the Tony Stark stuff, but there's also this sort of like, uh, Carl Sagan aspect to him that he wants a little bit. And this sort of like idea of hope and, uh, expanding consciousness and, uh, the, the possibilities of the future. And he even says stuff like, you know, uh, I don't believe in patents because, um, it stalls, uh, progress and innovation. Um, his, Belief in like open AI and like open source stuff, and this sort of like philosophy, pretending like he loves like sci fi and like Star Trek, right? Um, and there's that one book series I forget what it's called that he has claimed that he likes, and I can't think of it. I'm sorry, listeners. Um, but he, he has this like, uh, I like what the future, the possibility of the future. Um, and I, it's just there's such a gross. Tension there, because the guy who's saying, "Like, oh, we can get to we can get to a Star Trek future," oh, you mean like luxury space communism that's based on exploration and like money is stupid to them. You are going to charge people eight dollars to have a voice on your platform and not let people access it unless they like. It's just this weird gatekeeping to technology and products. That yeah, I get it. He's a he owns a business and stuff, and he's a capitalist and all that sort of thing. But like, don't you also want to pretend that you believe that those things are bad? It's just this this tension of like the things he claims to believe in versus I'm actually one of the richest people on the planet and you have to pay right. to use my thing. And if you don't, you can't use it. And also all the information here is inaccessible to you actually, unless you pay me thousands of dollars. Uh, you can't no, make a, fu- you can't make a fun little bot that entertains people without paying me like two, two thousand grand a month, or $2,000 a month or something like that. Um, and it's just this, uh, this constant tension with him specifically about what he wants to present himself as and what he wants people to see himself as. And it's just not there. He doesn't actually believe it or do it. And it sucks. And I hate it. Um, cause space is cool. And like the future is uh, possible, there's so many possibilities. Um, but he doesn't actually want to live there. He wants to rule that
2: place. He wants to be king of Mars. It would just be easier if this wasn't the app that journalists used that the media didn't use to mm-hmm. catch up on things and relay information if this was just debacle after debacle at snapchat it would affect people sure a lot of people would be really upset about it but it wouldn't affect like the information architecture of our country
1: yeah right and, and it's and i think we talked about this a little before but like it's uh before we recorded but like there's also obviously this aspect of like, he's got very thin skin because he's a billionaire. All billionaires have very thin skin. They're very vindictive and spiteful uh, child, child babies is what they are. Um, And so he also has over the years of people actually doing journalism on him and his companies and his, and the structure of his companies and the racism and harassment, all these things um, at his companies. And so he also has this sort of uh, contempt for just like journalism that doesn't praise Mm -hmm. him and go after his perceived enemies. Um, So it almost, it's just like this, it's, it's that coupled with like, like Jonathan, you're saying like, if it wasn't just destroying this thing that was working okay for what it it was, it was, it was, it had problems, but I could tell what was going on for the most part, sifting through it. And it just seems like part of it is based on spite. It's like he's kind of happy that he's destroying this thing because so much of people on Twitter don't like him and made him mad and made him sad. Um,
0: Well, ultimately, this project, his little Twitter project can fail and he'll still be an exceptionally wealthy person. He'll be protected. He'll be whatever. Maybe it's making way for his future stuff. Maybe it's making maybe that loss helps him. I don't know. But he doesn't give a shit. Yeah.
1: And just every step of the way, um, he's – Twitter is apparently uh, threatening to sue uh, threads or meta or Facebook or whatever the fuck you want to call it um, because they made a Twitter clone. It's just <laughs> Yeah, they um, did. Which, you know, if they wanted to make Twitter, they should have um, not made it and just paid $44 billion for it. Uh, it's so – funny like yes legally he owns it he paid the money for it but like this idea that like twitter is mine actually and i'm i made the great app that everybody loves everybody loves twitter and being right. on twitter because of me it's all, he always does this like you're i can't believe you're complaining about twitter on twitter my app buddy you s- paid billions of dollars for it it's not like yes it's yours again legally it's yours but like you didn't do it there's nothing about twitter that's good now i
0: own my house I didn't make my house.
1: Exactly. And he, It's it, again, it's like this long history that he has of just like, this is mine, actually. I did it, actually. Which again, sort of like laughs in the face of his purported philosophy, whatever. Um, so Meta made a, a very obvious Twitter clone um, and uh, a lot of Twitter clones out there um, because it was at one point a pretty decent app. Um, and now they're threatening to sue Twitter. Twitter's threatening to sue Meta, but part of it is because they allegedly, like, poached or stole employees to copy Twitter. And this guy fucking sucks so bad. Buddy, you fired everybody. You fired everybody and then mocked them for being upset that they were fired and mocked (laughs) everybody for saying it was bad that you fired everybody and your app's going to break and they should go make another app that's like your app. This was all laid out. You tweeted about it constantly. You laughed in their faces. You fired them all. So, of course, they're going to go and do this. It's so maddening to see, like, uh, you poached my employees. No, you fired them all and told them to go fuck themselves.
0: You fired them all knowing that right now everybody is making their competition to you. Because you fire, because of all the things, you know what's happening. If the rest of us could have seen this coming, how could you not?
1: He just does not give a single fuck about anybody. Um, and it's so obvious, like even on, like we did that Tucker interview and he's like, we may have to ask these people, some people to come back because I shouldn't have fired everybody. Yeah, no shit. You shouldn't have fired everybody. You should have been like, oh, whoops, instead of laughing about it constantly. Fucking asshole. (laughs) fucking hate him so
2: much. It is the Spite app, and it's very funny. Katie, what you were saying is right. He thinks of it as his house. So anything bad you say about it, you're saying it about him and his house. It's like it's as if you invited us all over, and you were like, hey, take a look at this decoration I put up. And everyone was like, this sucks. We hate this. And, like, that would be very rude. And that's what he thinks every criticism on Twitter is, is being that, Mm -hmm. the the rudeness Mm -hmm. that that would be to you, that's what people are being to him by criticizing his stupid app on his stupid app.
1: Exactly. He's trying, like, he's going to rename it. You're going to rename the app X eventually. It's going to be called X on your phone. You're going to download, you're going to be tweeting on X. Just go make that. Fucking idiot.
0: (laughs) On that note, (laughs) it is time for us to wrap this up for the day. But what fun we've had.
1: What fun we've had. Happy but Umbrella Day or whatever. what fun we've
0: had. Happy Umbrella Cover Day. Or whatever. However you interpret it. However you choose to interpret it. Keep on being cool. Keep on being Keep cool. Keep on being real.
1: Keep on being real. Keep and on remember, keeping on. Keep on and chive on.
0: <laughs> shut up, Cody. Sorry.
1: Keep calm. Chive on.
0: You know what? We love you very much. Much.